0: This is Chuck Westmoreland, and you're listening to That Much Further West Podcast.
1: Welcome back into That Much Further West podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Mike. And we're missing Eric tonight. He's out uh, under the weather. The weather's really hot here in Portland today, but uh, we're happy to be back with episode 88. Yes. Episode number 88, Mike, with our friend Chuck Westmoreland. How about that? Welcome aboard,
0: Chuck.
2: Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Right on. Cool. I've been looking forward to this one. I've been looking
0: forward to this, too. Yeah.
1: Right on. Well, Chuck, you've got the great new record out, which we're all... Super stoked to be enjoying lately, and uh, I, I, you just took it out on tour, is that right?
0: Yeah, I was just out on a little bit of a tour, uh just a few weeks ago now, actually. It wasn't that long ago. But uh, yeah, went out and just kind of to the south and the midwest, did, uh, did a couple shows in Nashville, and then uh, went out to Chapel Hill, and then down to Athens, and then back over to Memphis, and up to Davenport, and then uh, down to Kansas City. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that's nowhere, kind of out west. Uh, just is that? What's the strategy there? What are you thinking?
0: You know, I you know I play enough in the west, and I I was kind of just just economically like driving all the way out there. I just figured I'd kind of hit hit that one area, fly out, use some use some miles, and uh, get out there and just sort of home base it in Nashville and sort of satellite out from there.
2: How was the reception out there?
0: It was great. There were good shows. You know, everybody was super friendly and. Played with a lot of other great bands, and uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just a lot of fun. It's great to be out there. So you were just
1: on your own. You didn't drag the band out there with you? No,
0: nope, just me. I was, I was doing it all myself. Cool. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, so how's the response to the new record been? I mean, the reviews have been amazing. Uh, certainly, you know, con- congratulations are in order. I mean, it's one of Thank the you. best records we've heard all year. I know the podcast guys are stoked about it.
0: Thank and, you very much. Yeah,
1: congrats. It's just awesome. Thank you. Uh, the response has been that good?
0: The response been good yeah people people seem to enjoy the record uh which is always good you know i kind of judge it by you know out on the road i mean there weren't huge shows but you know if i can play in front of sometimes you know 20 people or 10 people and i can sell you know 10 or 12 records that's usually a pretty good indication so i try to kind of look at it that way and yeah people uh, people
2: have been enjoying it and uh that's what it's all about. So it feels good. So are you like a lot of artists where you've probably already spent so much time with these songs yeah. that you're kind of like, all right, I'm over. I mean, you're now you're having to do the hype machine. Like, all everyone just now got to hear it. Everyone's wanting to you know talk about it, and you're kind of like, man, I've been playing these songs for a year now. Or
0: <laughs> I still love playing them. Uh, I just don't love listening to the recordings of them because <laughs> that's like, like there's there's songs like in my mind. You know, I've listened to it so many hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, I'll listen to a song and I just can't get over like the hi hat or something or something. You know, like that hi hat's just fucking obnoxious or whatever. And nobody else will ever hear that, but to me, it's just like it's just some hi hat or you know maybe some weird part where the the guitar, my guitar, does something or whatever. Um, but you get like fixated all that stuff. But uh, but so yeah, I could probably never listen to that record again. Um, but I uh, I still like I, I love the songs and I like playing the songs for people. Right on. Yeah,
2: it's a great record. All the yeah. songs are awesome. Thank you very much. Long yeah. Winter to
1: Rodeo. It's a. I noticed there's like a lot of Texas references on that record. Yeah, <laughs> is there, there are. some history
0: there? Yeah, there's there's one song. I mean, I was born in Shreveport, and in Louisiana, and uh, my mom and papa lived like right on the Texas Louisiana line. Um, and so some of these songs I wrote, I wrote when I was in Louisiana. There's two of them that I wrote when I was in Louisiana. Because uh, I had a death in the family, so I was down there. Is the first time I've been down there in in a few years. Um, so I was out, actually in East Texas. Excuse me, uh, at my grand the cemetery where my grandparents are were buried. Um, so I was out there, and uh, kind of some of the songs started popping into my head, like the melodies and some of the words. Um, so they kind of that's kind of where they where they took place. So there's references to that in there. Because it's sometimes I kind of try to imagine in a space like, like what happened before I was there. Uh You know what I mean? Um, so some of the songs were me imagining maybe what had happened before I was there or what would have happened if I was there, you know, like if I would have never left, you know what I mean? If I wouldn't have moved or my parents wouldn't have, you know, moved or whatever. So
1: what was that path that you, uh, uh, your parents made?
0: Oh, they just moved to California. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to high school and everything in California. Um, and then moved to Oregon. I was, young. I moved to Oregon. I was like 17, but, uh, I was in California for a long time.
2: And how long have you been here now? In Oregon?
0: Yeah. Uh, Since I was 17, so how old am I? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 20 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, 20 years. I lived in Ashland first, and then then moved up here from there.
1: Cool. Yeah, why don't we have you do a tune for us? What do you got? Sure. What's this one called?
0: Uh, This one's called Prisoners.
3: I really don't like this place, and I really don't like to drag you around. We'll come on as we go, as we. Go.
2: Very nice, beautiful
1: Thank you. well, a beauty from the uh, long winter rodeo record. And I love that tune long winter rodeo it's got such a, a such a feeling to the frustrating work day in the cold. I was always wondering was that is that autobiographical there or is that sort of from the imagination? I was kind of curious
0: it's about a specific a specific place um, out, we were talking about fishing earlier um mm-hmm. out. <laughs> uh, I fish a lot out on the Deschutes. And so going um, on the other side of the Cascades up, going over Ty Ridge, mm-hmm. down into down into town, down into the river. Sure. Um, there's this rodeo grounds that's up there, and uh, it's the Tie Ridge Rodeo Grounds. And it's like in the morning, it's covered in fog, and it's uh, it just looks miserable and derelict and desolate and abandoned and empty and hopeless and lost. Um, and so you drive through it, and you're kind of like, shit, that's... Seems like a pretty miserable place. And then uh you get done fishing or whatever. And uh driving back, the fog burns off, and you can see every single mountain in Oregon in the center of the arena there in the radio grounds. <laughs> oh wow. And so I kind of had this idea in my head driving around uh fishing about about this place. Um and so I kind of used it as a as a backdrop for, for some of the stuff on the record.
3: Right on. When the pine for his falls had a line just beyond where the town and the distance Always try to believe in his lies You held on to the memories and whispers Thank
1: some of the stuff you kind of grew up listening to were, were you a country guy or Just kind of a sort of rock I mean, and roll
0: a lot of everything i mean it was it was the 80s so i mean like like there was some country you know there was always like johnny cash or hank williams or like like conway twitty mm-hmm. you know um but my dad was super super into like prog rock and stuff so he was all super into like genesis and uh um, like the police and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then my mom was she listened to more of like a Cat Stevens and Joni Mitchell and stuff like that um, so that's kind of there's a young young person yeah. that's that's kind of what I listen to right on probably mostly yeah. Phil Collins He's a young man a lot um, of Phil Collins Probably a, yeah that. ton of Phil Collins.
1: I was just thinking the other day about how there was a, about a 10. Year period where you just could not go anywhere without running into Phil Collins. It's unbelievable. In
0: like, the yeah. night, sometimes yeah. like out yeah. there in the <laughs> darkness, I can see like the no jacket required like, uh, face, face, like <laughs> just glowing, that's, glowing that's above me
4: moon in my truck. bed. Yeah. That's the moon.
2: <laughs> you don't see deer jumping out in front of your truck. You just see Bill no, Collins' face floating, <laughs> floating by.
1: You were talking him earlier. We were, but there's. You were out of music for a while, weren't you? Where you just stopped playing, and, and, and yeah, was that when you were here in Portland?
0: Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I just stopped. Uh, I was in a band, and we'd kind of, kind of run our course. Um, and then I got busy. Um, I got. I was working. I was working at a restaurant, and then I got offered, um, like a head chef position, moving on to another restaurant. And that was kind of right when the al- our album, my other band, kind of like, like everybody it was back in the day, so everybody's just like waiting on a pitchfork review, uh-huh. and then whatever whatever <laughs> that review was was going to dictate what was going to happen moving forward, and we got like you know a six point two or something, uh, which it's is, good, but it's that, not
1: going to quite cut yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I mean, which is like what well, you know that's a, that's actually a pretty good review for pitchfork, yeah. but uh, um, but anyhow, that's that's not really. It. I'm kind of joking, but uh, but uh yeah it just it just kind of feels out people in the band had different stuff they wanted to do um so uh so yeah, so I just stopped and then I kind of played a little bit, and then um my wife got sick, and so like she had cancer, and she she beat it um so I just was like tuck it you know, I'm just i don't know I just' had time for it, and I was busy with the restaurant, and then I opened up a bar, and it was just kind of it was just life stuff, you know what I mean uh and then uh once she got better and we kind of crawled out from underneath all of that, um, like I kind of had a record that I wanted to write. You know what I mean? Um, and so I wrote it and then uh, started playing out a little bit. Like it was maybe eight years I didn't play. And then my first shows were, were here. At the Landmark Saloon? Yeah. I started doing like a once a month happy hour with uh, Kelly Bauman and Matt Brown and Matt Lounsbury and sometimes Michael Rowan. And, and that was kind of my first. And I was like super nervous. And I oh, not yeah. forever, you know. Right. Um so that was kind of the first the first getting back into it sort of live show thing.
1: Did you do that before? I mean play by yourself or cuz you had the band and you were more front in the band?
0: Yeah, I mean the, before it was it was a full band thing. It wasn't really it didn't work really well as like a singer-songwriter sort mm-hmm. of thing.
1: So well, I mean, that's that's a transformation over those 8 years to kind of come out and you got this handful of tunes and you're going to take them out.
0: And... Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean it's a little it's a little more vulnerable not having a band with you at times. You know, were the songs folkier, with the when new you, record?
1: When you no, when you just came up, came back.
0: Uh, yeah, they were pretty folky. I mean, it was the first record, yeah. that first record I put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was more. I don't know, I kind of think this new record's more folky. That record okay. was, seemed kind of like just country to me. It just uh-huh. seemed like a country record to me. Sure. Um, but,
2: but yeah. Earlier, when you were talking about being at the cemetery in yeah. down in uh, Louisiana. You mentioned some melodies came to you. We we asked this of almost everyone on the show. Like, what's your, kind of your process of writing songs? Are you, uh, do you know? Do you get the melody, or do you write down the lyrics, or do you, you know, do it's you hear the changing?
0: Tune? So, before I had a kid, I just wrote. Like, I would just sit down and write mm-hmm. for for eight hours or whatever. Um, that's what I do. I would just get up in the morning and and uh, start writing. Uh, and instead of a kid, I've started kind of. Getting a melody in my head and then singing it into my phone, and then writing some stuff down and kind of piecing it together. A lot of stuff when I'm a lot of stuff with the phone, like a lot of driving and singing into my phone. Um, and so a lot of the newer songs are, they're kind of me working out a song on my phone, and then sitting down and kind of piecing it
2: together yeah. uh, later. You are not the only person <laughs> who's told us that same thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like their I mean, phone, like you know, yeah. being on tour and like singing songs into their phone, and
0: it's huge. I mean, it's super helpful. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I like the act of sitting down and writing and being disciplined and getting up at eight o'clock and getting dressed and you know sitting at a table with a pad of paper, but uh, it's just not really a realistic thing to do uh, right now, you know, with a two-year-old running around. Yeah, life. Writing behind
1: the (laughs) (laughs) wheel—that has been a topic. Yeah, there's a (laughs) lot of
0: weird nap writing too. There's a lot of songs that are written like in whispers, like so as not to wake children. There's a lot of lot of that too. But, but yeah, yeah. The phone is the phone is where the magic happens right now. Awesome dude,
1: you want to play us another one, brother? Yeah, totally. What do we got?
0: I'm gonna do a song. Is there any ones you want to hear off the record? All of them. There's none that I don't. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> hey,
3: it's a long way Pass the low hills. They're finer and clay distant mountain got hand ocean their harm and head break today I don't live here I just stay around mama can you take me back I'm out somewhere Tom's down here Mama Can you carry Me I had a child there, Had a strong wife. We was poor And they Moved on Gone and left town They went with The preacher He said there's Mercy for I don't sleep here I just prowl around Mama can you take me back I'm out on where It's almost down here Mama can you carry me Mama who huh, can you carry me Mama, can you carry me? Mama, who? Her- Mama, can you carry me on
1: home? Beauty, Chuck.
2: It's awfully nice to hear music in the uh, landmark again. (laughs) Right?
0: Yeah, it's just going to be playing a song in the landmark. Yeah, seriously.
1: Right on. So, uh, Chuck, I want to ask you about your band.
0: Yeah, Um, totally. you, You...
1: we're sitting here you took it you've got kind of a regular band that you play with, don't you? is I that do. the band from the studio?
0: Yep, same guys. yeah, they're they're okay. fantastic. So
1: who's in that band?
0: So the band is uh, Andrew Lorish on a steel guitar uh, and standing up guitar. and uh, we've got uh, Garrett Brown on the bass, Brian Wallen on the drums and uh, Stephanie Woods singing.
1: And Stephanie, is she the gal who's singing on the two records? Yeah, same yeah, gal. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: Yep. What, we're yeah, working yeah. on her solo record right now, too. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. yeah, or like an EP. Oh, yeah,
1: perfect. Where's she making that?
0: In my house. Oh, cool. So we're doing right it. Right on. Yeah.
1: You got yeah. some recording gear all set up? Yeah, I've just kind got of kind of, of, of a little mm-hmm. mellow space.
0: home studio thing, enough oh, to okay. kind of get it done. But uh,
1: yeah. I did want to ask you where you did Long Winter Rodeo, because... Uh, you know that that record is making such an impact this year um who who was the producer on that
0: that was Danny O'Hanlon at oh, okay. uh Bungalow 9 Studios um
1: right on how was that experience
0: it was intense it was really really good uh we uh it was really really fast um so the record the recording was pretty easy i mean we recorded it i think in 4 days and then uh i was going to originally mix it at home in my studio and uh like it, it just wasn't gonna happen. Like I thought, like with a one-year-old at the time, like I'll just mix it, like it'll be fine. And it was just chaos. And I mixed the last record with like a house being built, 15 feet from my window. So this was even crazier than that. Um, and it was odd. it was fun, but it was uh, I couldn't. There there wasn't really a way to to mix a record. Um, so I went. I was like, Danny, we got to mix this record. And he's like, Cool, we'll do it. But we had like three days to do it. And so it was like me and Danny hanging out for like 18 hours straight. Wow. Like with our ears bleeding, trying yeah. to make this record sound good. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, there's not a lot of people I could hang out with in a room for 18 hours and, you know, that, that does, come
1: out like, that, okay. That does speak, yeah, you guys are still buds? Still that good, that yeah. speaks well of Danny. Yeah,
2: yeah Danny's a good guy.
1: <laughs> right on. Wow.
2: What is it like reading all these reviews that have been written about the record? Does it Does it matter to you too much, or is it kind of just fodder in the background or no it matters to me a lot i mean it feels great you know that somebody would
0: take the time to to not only listen to it but consider it and write something about it i mean it it means a lot to me um so yeah i i mean i try not to obsess over it or get weird if it's negative or anything but either way i mean i just appreciate somebody taking the time to to think about you know think about what i've done and and write about it you know and i mean the good i'm saying that because most of it was pretty good uh I might say something different if it was all terrible, but uh, but no, uh, no. I, I, it feels great, I, uh, awesome. and I super appreciate it.
1: So, what's the plan going forward with promoting the record? Are you taking the band out? Or are you going to do a little swing playing here in town? What's what's next?
0: You know, this was kind of this was kind of it in the budget. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I put out the record myself. I, you know, I toured as many dates as I kind of could within that budget. You know and uh and so now um i don't really know you know um i kind of had to get back to work you know what i mean so uh uh, i kind of came home off that tour and then like went straight back into work and it's been busy at work um so i've just kind of been focused on work right now and then uh i'll probably get get out again for a a little tour in in september and uh maybe record another talking about him about record another music video oh cool uh, and then just start writing I like writing records, you know what I mean like yeah. that's what I, what I want to do is not go and on tour for a hundred days, right. you know what I mean I'd rather
1: you've got the bar
0: I got the bar, so that's that's good and uh yeah, I just want to write songs and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make records and write songs and' that's we're, that's, we're cool at that and play, yeah. lo-
1: and play local shows and play local <laughs> shows and go <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: you know <laughs> go out and do a few shows here or there. I mean obviously you know I love being on the road too, but it's just mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes it's it's it can be a cost prohibitive.
1: The profile is up, though. I mean, and uh, there's some publicity going on around yeah. it, you know. And Yeah, totally. L.A. might be receptive to a visit kind of a That thing. was kind yeah. of the
0: plan is to do, rather than do national tours, like just sort of go somewhere and satellite out from there. Like the last mm-hmm. tour was just like fly to Nashville. Um, you know, there's some people I want to talk to down there and some stuff to do down there. So there's people to meet with, friends to catch up with, things to do. Go to Nashville, and then I was like, I'll just play Nashville. I'll play a couple shows in Nashville, and then maybe I'll go play in in Memphis or whatever. And then I'm like, Well, I'm in, I mean, I got booked Nashville, so maybe I should, you know, maybe I should book Knoxville. And then, well, yeah, I'm playing, you know, well, maybe I should book Athens, or well, oh, Knoxville fell through. Oh, maybe I should book, uh, you know, uh, that's Chapel neat. Hill or whatever. And Then it kind of gets out of hand, and next thing you know, you're in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. It's like. All Nashville kind of area or Tennessee, and there's like Iowa. <laughs> Iowa.
0: Iowa's dope because uh, uh, this guy Sean uh, Sean Moller uh, is up there, and he's got a new bar called a uh, Raccoon Motel Triple Crown Whiskey Bar. Um, and he used to we had done he used to have a thing called Day Trotter, which is since yeah. not his thing, but uh, oh. but he's very popular. He's the guy who started that thing, yeah. and uh, it was cool back in the day. Our, I met him. Our old my old band went through there and did a Day Trotter session and. In a, it was Rock City or Rock Island, whatever Quad Cities. That's a, yeah. um, so uh, we had done one of those, and so I'd kind of kept in touch with him a little bit uh, over the years. And so I was like, man, shit, I should go play. I just always liked it out there, so I was like, yeah, man, maybe I'll call Sean and go play up and play in the Quad Cities. So, hmm. and it's not far from there, down to Kansas City, and Kansas City is really cool.
1: A lot of corn, but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> corn in between there and Kansas City, <laughs> and but, not uh, a lot of hills. No, it was pretty flat. But uh, <laughs> just set it on cruise control, tie the wheel off, and we'll let it go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That no, was it was I, I, I kinda like spacing out and driving like that. Yeah. I, I don't mind like an eight hour drive. That way you can see Phil Collins' face
2: just floating on the <laughs> floating on the horizon.
0: <laughs> just right.
4: yeah. Yeah. pulling me towards him. <laughs> yes. okay. Come well, to you, me, Chuck.
2: <laughs> you have
1: a show coming up here locally though at the Fixin' Two, is yeah. that right? Yeah, cool. And it's with uh, it's on the 26th of July Yep um, And Berger Yep Our friend Berger Olsen He's been a guest on the show From Denver the Great. He's been playing a lot of great solo shows lately He's on the bill And yep. who else is on the bill tonight?
0: Uh, Dusty Rust Oh Dusty Rust yeah. the Kansas City Cowboy there Is going to be in town Wow So
1: he's the star
0: Yeah Dusty's <laughs> great That's uh, cool. I caught up with him When I was in Kansas City mm-hmm. On the road uh,
1: He's got a good following here in Portland too the yeah. landmark crew loves Dusty. Yeah, Rose, they love Dusty too. Rust,
0: and they should. Uh, yeah, Dusty's great. So we're super excited. Uh, my steel player, or the guy who plays steel in the band with me, uh, used to play with Dusty too. So they're oh cool, they're pals. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just super looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: Fixin' Two fun. is a fun uh, joint. I've been in there just a couple of times to see bands, and yeah. uh, it's a great stage and a great room. Yeah. Uh, have you played there before?
4: Hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, I played. My last record release was there, kind of right. right when they had opened. Right. Uh, and my buddy, my friends own the bar, and then my buddies uh, built it. Um, so it's just. It's in feel, St. John, so love. it's
1: a long way from the landmark.
0: It uh, really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I live out there, so it's it's yeah. great. It's great for me. It's but, a uh, long way from Milwaukee, bro. I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> right it is. On. It might as well be in another state. Yeah, well, but it's, it's a great club, great bar.
1: For sure, and, great bands. and St. John's is a cool neighborhood, and it's got like if you're once you're there, you can kind of bounce around the bars, and uh, I love that vibe about that neighborhood, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and Fixin' Two is a great, a nice stage for you know indie rock bands going in there.
0: Yeah, it's like the perfect size. Yeah, like you can have like forty people in there, and it feels like it's off the hook. Right. Um. So that's pretty cool, and it sounds really good. Sounds really good.
1: Well, why don't we have you do another tune for us, brother? we we'll, uh... Yeah
0: my voice cracks a little bit I'm sorry my allergies have been oh. up. damn poor I've got a, a post nasal drip thats it's serious you gotta work that I'm gonna work it into the song <laughs> feel the emotions of my post nasal drip right it's the real deal real people with real real post nasal drips <laughs> singing real shit real people who ran out of their clarinet this morning <laughs>
3: I'm ready to go and I'm ready for salvation and I knew how I missed you before you saw my face I'm ready to go now that all the stocks been slaughtered I'm ready to go now that I can lay down Sky hit alright Sunny don't fly It's like they're to do forever on. I was in your room on Independence Day 2000 You were gone to college, stayed there summer long I worked for your parents They had me over I got drunk Threw lawn furniture around Wasn't well received I was just 19 That's the type of shit Young men do I've never driven Carthage down to Austin, couldn't find a reason to leave the job and go. Pants missed you, they got weaker, couldn't hold a line, and they couldn't tell a lie. So I would stay, help them out with things. While staring at your pictures on the walls You came home when your daddy got sicker I was running things for him when he couldn't stand Carried the coffin with your cousins out of Marshall. Held your hand when they put him in the ground. I stood by you in your room that night and watched you cry into your childhood bed. I'm ready to go and I'm ready for destruction. And I knew how I loved you before you knew my name. I'm ready to go now that all the stock's been slaughtered. I'm ready to go now that I can take you home. The sky it don't rise, the sun. Like they do forever.
2: Thank you.
1: Beauty, Chuck. Chuck, we can't thank you enough for being with us, uh, doing for episode me. 88 with us it's here an at honor. the Landmark Saloon. We're really uh, pleased to have you. And, uh, Thanks so much. Wishing
2: you nothing but great success. I really we're appreciate just, it. And we're looking forward to your next album that you're going to sit down and write. Yeah, <laughs> just got to do it. I've got half it on my phone already. <laughs> well, <then laughs> there we go. And that
1: Fixin' Two show. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a good one. Yeah, we have to crawl down there. i got to see Berger and his
0: band as well. Totally. So.
2: Well, as, uh, as, as your child gets older, it'll probably be a little bit easier to sit down and devote some time to the...
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. We yeah. can start
2: writing them together, too.
0: There you go. She's already got a hit. She's already got a song called Little Girl. That's it. It's really good. Yeah. You got the little publishing little on there? I know. I need to register that. I got to get that with BMI stat. Right on. It's going to be big.
1: Thanks a bunch, Jack. All right. Thanks,
2: guys. Thank you very much. Thanks.
1: And, uh, Mike, we got uh, Wildwood Music Fest coming up this coming weekend. A
2: week from tomorrow.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh It's going to be... Number seven. Yeah, and so the podcast team will be out there. Mike and Eric will be serving as your MCs there. I just wanted to send out a note uh, of healing wishes to Kevin Healy, uh, a great friend of the Landmark and a tremendous fiddle player. Uh, He's home. He's healing. He got in a car accident on his way up to Seattle. Just want to let him know that the Landmark family and the podcast team is thinking of him, Kevin Good good to see you on the mend. Um, Also, regarding the podcast, please give us a like. Look us up. See us on iTunes. Give us a review. Say something nice about us. We appreciate it. Chuck, are you on all the social
2: medias and website? I'm on the social medias.
0: I'm terrible with it, but I I am there.
2: Do you have a website
0: as well? Yeah, I've got it all.
1: ChuckWestmoreland.com is lots of cool Chuck updates, so you can find all that stuff there. Um, Twitter and Facebook. Chuck has all that two part of. recordings out. Everybody should go out and buy those because they kick ass um, at a very, very high level. <laughs> they kick ass. <laughs> Highly <laughs> recommend it. And, and so, um, other than that, Mike, what do we know?
2: I think we're done.
1: We miss you, EK. We'll see yeah. you next time on That Much Further West podcast.
2: Enjoy. Kind
3: of gone won't make you strong. They pushed you around till you made her sound. hold them steady ain't nobody gonna miss you if you let them down save your prayers son keep them ready ain't nobody gonna see the denim tears you cried <laughs>